Hello, hello. Thanks for listening to Guidance Counselor 2.0. Listen, I want to give you a quick rundown of what this podcast is and what you're about to get into as you listen to these episodes. We had guidance counselors in middle school. We had guidance counselors in high school, but we didn't really have guidance counselors in college. And now as professionals, we don't really have anybody to turn to, to ask a quick question, to learn something about the job search or to navigate your career. And so that is what I want this podcast to be for you. I want it, for it to be a tool for you to navigate the job search and your career. So that being said, I hope you enjoy this episode. And if you need to reach me, Taylor at Vaco, V-A-C-O.com is how to get in touch with me, old fashioned email, social media at T-D-E-S-S-E-Y-N. T-D-E-S-S-E-Y-N. And finally, please rate and review this in the app store because I want this to be discoverable for others so they can navigate their careers. Hope you enjoy the episode. All right, Will, give the people what they want. Who are you? <laughs> what do you do? And we'll go from there. Uh, cool, man. Hey, first I want to say thank you for the kind words, man. I feel like, uh, you know, you just never, you just never know the impact you have on people. So I appreciate you, uh, you know, saying that. And you've done a lot for me as far as, you know, thinking about content and, um, you know, having guests and, and like when I do things. So um, I'm glad to hear that, you know, we've mutually inspired each other. Yes, 100%. 100%. <laughs> um, but as for me, currently, I am a developer advocate at OffZero. Uh, basically, OffZero handles your login and login uh, for your website, keeps it secure. And I make content around different topics like web security and how to use OffZero with uh, different frameworks or even like different uh, API companies. So um, it's an educator role and I try to find problems that people are having and try to find ways I can help, you know, either answer that question or help them get over that hump from the problem that they're having. I love that. Um, and also Will is now a conference speaker. Yeah. At the, at that another, at the bullet point. <laughs> yeah. I gave my first talk at react Miami. It was, it was such a great vibe that it, it didn't, feel as intimidating i feel like if it normally sounds like hey i give my first conference talk they really had it the vibe set to where you wouldn't feel super super nervous it was it was amazing yeah yeah you crushed it and you crushed thanks it. um so i so i want to dive in man there's a lot of ways we can go with this today i think you know talk about community talk about networking i want to give a few people some shout outs trey it's great to see you andrew michael justin y'all are not lurking this morning and i appreciate it a ton um uh there you go L lco i love it i love it lco i love that so much i appreciate that man um so well let's so let's talk about how you got into tech right sure. because because i think i think that's i mean listen everyone struggles with it i get it um you um you know egghead you're a developer advocate right or kind of a dev rel. yeah kind of it was a community engineer was the name of the yeah. title but a so, lot of so, dev rel type work Talk about how you got into tech and then maybe talk about or talk about your first tech job and then maybe talk about because you weren't necessarily a developer or were you doing developer stuff because it was kind of a different title. Like you weren't necessarily like a junior developer from the get go. Correct. Um, so. <clears throat> there you go. Sorry. Get, <laughs> get, get the Miami out, man. We, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, that got to be what it is. Um, so, yeah. So at. um. As kind of, I guess the start from the not very beginning, the semi beginning. Basically, I was doing like factory work. I worked at factories uh, for years and like call centers a lot before that. Uh, I was married and had a bunch of kids. I think I had like 
four kids. I have six now, but I had like four kids. Thanks. Um, <laughs> kind of when I was, uh, you know, trying to think of what I can do better. Like one of the, it was a lot of things that like led up to that moment where I was like, I, I got to make a change because this isn't working. Right. Um, but one of the things was we wasn't in like the best neighborhood. And so with the best schools uh, wasn't available, not even the mediocre schools was available. Sure. Um, and I was looking around to try and rent just to do something temporarily to move. And um, a lot of the um, like people who are renting out the landlords or whatever you want to call them. Uh, they said like the required tally was like 60,000 a year. And I was making like 44 and it like felt bad. I'm like, dang, I can't even like save my family and get them out of this bad situation. Cause yeah. I don't make enough money. It was like really, uh, I don't know. It was like really hurtful. Cause I felt like they they were all trusting me to take care of them. And I felt like I wasn't able to do it. Sure. So I was like, okay, I got to do something better. I got to do something more. Uh, I tried a whole bunch of stuff. I started a YouTube channel, me and my wife, we were trying to sell T-shirts on Shopify. Uh, me and her started a cleaning business together. Uh, a bunch of other things. And um, eventually, through trying all of that, I came across this uh, website where everyone said they were buying web development courses. Uh, so I was like, what is web development? I like Googled the salaries, seeing how much you pay. I remember telling my wife, I was like, babe, um, I think that this is like the thing that's going to like get us to another level. And uh, she was like, I believe you. And a, about a year and a half of I was doing, you know, tutorials, videos, blogs, going to meetups, posting what I was doing on Twitter constantly as far as like what I was learning, the books I was reading, the courses I was taking, stuff I learned from meetups. Uh, I When people did like workshops here, I would volunteer to teach at the workshop. Um, I don't know. I was like doing a lot uh, just to kind of like be visible because I knew that. With a factory background, wasn't anybody really going to hire me? Sure. Um, so then I then I got the attention of Egghead, uh, the the founder of Egghead. Me and him like chatted over Zoom uh, one time. Um, then like so we kept our relationship going. Maybe like five months later, he offered me a job. Um, so I was doing like Rails stuff for them, like Ruby on Rails, right? Um, for a little bit. Um, but then kind of my role towards centered more towards um doing things for the community of eggs so that was like hosting events and twitter spaces and twitter chats and uh webinars like oh i did a right. whole bunch of stuff um and then everyone was like yo you should get into developer relations it's like you pretty much already are a developer advocate um, right and then yeah so i knew a lot of people who worked at off zero they seemed to really love the company um then i applied there and went through their interview process and it's been about six, seven months now. And I've, I've been there. I love that. So I, I definitely, I definitely want to back up. And again, I mean, that, <laughs> I mean, that story is awesome. Right. And it's like Dooley says that hustle resonates with me a hundred percent. That's so I, you mentioned something about starting to document on Twitter, right? So you weren't in tech, right? You were selling t-shirts, you were cleaning service factory. What made you start posting on Twitter? So that is a really good question. Um, Did you just like close your eyes and spun a wheel and like <laughs> laid it on Twitter and you were just like, ah, okay. Well, no, the like, honestly, I don't know why I went to Twitter specifically, but it, but far as what got me in that mindset of posting on social media um, is that um, like years ago, like, you know, 10 
12 see i've been married for 12 years so like 14 years ago right um i used to have a dance group and um back then people it was like before the jabberwockies and like stuff before like people just dancing was a thing it was like always background people so it was like hard for us to get performances because people would be like y'all just dance it was like weird to people like y'all don't want to be background dancers y'all just want to perform by yourselves um so i i ended up finding ways to get attention of like people who were doing events like who were bringing like acts here and stuff like that um through facebook so i would like post a video on facebook and i would like tag every promoter um in kansas city that that i knew or um i would just hit them up i wouldn't say anything about me i'd be like hey i see you got uh I'm trying to think of an artist. I see you got 112 coming, right? And most people probably don't know who that is because they ain't had a song in a really long time. But I'm like, hey, I see you got 112 coming. Um, how how can I help you promote that event? That's what I would ask. I wouldn't say, uh, hey, can we open up for 112? I wouldn't say, hey, uh, I have a group. I'd say, hey, hey, let me help you promote 112, right? Or whatever that event would be. So we would meet. I would pick up some flyers or whatever. Um, and I would kind of like build the relationship that way. And then they would see that I'm doing other stuff like, oh, and then they would hit me up be like, hey, well, I'm bringing this X, Y, Z group. Did y'all want to open up for them? And I was like, yeah, sure. Um, Christina, Christina, listens to 112. OK, go. Christina, I'm, I'm glad somebody's with me. <laughs> so, right. so, um, so, so, yeah, so, go ahead. So, so then how. OK, so so and again, this is fascinating, right? I love this so much. So you so so you got into it Facebook days probably when yeah. OG Facebook like really yeah you can still poke people yeah yeah you still poke people that was a weird <laughs> thing altogether um, and so all that being said so when it came to the job search what made you like were you like oh I'm gonna do what I did years ago and I'm gonna apply it to the job search yeah exactly but i still don't know why i picked twitter specifically me neither like (laughs) fascinating (laughs) yeah now that you say that i'm like dang i I don't know no but yeah anyway yeah still got the uh those uh beef and uh beef and steak quesadillas uh (laughs) from miami going but anyway but yeah i started to kind of like do the same thing i wanted to document my journey to like i wanted to prove to people that i was serious um that i was learning that i was progressing um because i knew that because like if i would go to a meetup and i would say hey i'm learning html and css right like who hasn't said that no one takes you serious but six months later you know i meet at the meetup they follow me on twitter and then six months later, they seen all the stuff I do in that six months. The next time they see me at the meetup, they be like, wow, you've really, you know, improved or progressed and things like that. And here's the deal, right? Uh, with me. Oh, and by the way, Will, if, if you get to a point where you got to run and get some water, go get some water and I can like run my mouth. So if ever gets that, <laughs> point, right. just feel, feel free to like exit off stage real quick and I'll keep running my mouth. But <laughs> yeah, but my thing, cause like allergies too, is a real thing down here in Nashville right now. So I totally get it. Um, and, and, and I think that's the thing that, that I want to bring out to people who are watching this this morning, right? Is that I'm not asking you to do more work. Right. I'm not asking you to go out and do more things and document the new things. I'm asking you to just talk about 
what you're learning right now, right? And that's mm-hmm. what I applied to me with my job search or with with my with my career is that I do a lot for people, right? I'm not saying that to brag. I'm just saying like recruiters do a lot. The recruiting industry does a lot for people, but we don't document anything. And so people just don't know what we do. Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't. And then I started to get into content creation two years ago during COVID. And everyone's like, man, you're doing so much stuff. And it's like, not really. Like, this is literally what I've been doing for the last 10 years. I'm just yeah. actually publicizing it now. So, yeah. so I love what you said about if you're on the job search or not even job search, if you're just learning to essentially have a place to document everything you're learning. I think it's huge. Yeah, yeah. It's it's huge. And it, it helps build trust. Like, people would come to me out of time. Um like another thing what that does, because, you know, there's thousands of eyes on social media. It gets your name in places that you're not. Oh, and that's very, that very important. You know, um, a lot of people be like, hey, you know, I, I was at my uh, company thing and somebody uh, brought you up. Uh, you know, I'm like, what? Yeah, you know what yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, and then, yeah, Christina comes in. Twitter has been great, especially with certain hashtags. Hundred days of code, Cody newbie, black tech, Twitter, women who code. Absolutely. I think, um, you know, a lot of people ask like Twitter etiquette. I wouldn't overload hashtags with Twitter etiquette, but I would follow and research some hashtags that have a crazy big community um, and then kind of lean into that from time to time. So Christina, great point there. Um, so, all right. So, well, I want to recap for the people. All right. Factory worker slash yeah. entrepreneur, t-shirts, <laughs> all that stuff. Clean. Yeah. Made the conscious effort to start documenting what you were learning on Twitter. What type of meetup, like talk about the meetups and getting involved in meetups. What were your thought process there? Well, um, kind of like I said earlier, I knew that on my own, that wasn't anyone going to beat down my door with my resume. I remember even one, uh, even one recruiter, uh, he was like, I sent him my resume. He was like, this doesn't look like a tech resume. This looks like a factory resume, right? Which is, which is true. Uh, wasn't the, the best thing I wanted to hear, but it was true. Um, so I kind of knew that whether I read it somewhere, it was just instinctually that <clears throat> I knew that in order for, uh, me to get past those gatekeepers, I've been, <laughs> I've been talking it. all morning. Uh, this, I don't even this episode know. is brought to you by allergies. This, we need to be like a Zyrtec commercial. <laughs> I need some halls or something. I know. Um, but anyway, I knew that um, I needed like people to help me get past those gatekeepers. Yes. I knew that me putting in a resume really wasn't going to help. So uh, I went to meet us just in order to meet people and learn about the industry, learn what, you know, what I should be learning, what companies um, are willing to hire juniors and, and things like that. Um, and just to see like where I can help out. That's why I end up um, doing this thing called Coder Dojo. Um, it's where like they teach kids how to code on the weekends. So I got involved with that. Uh, so I just tried to find out as as much as I can about the the industry here locally. Even though I never had a, a tech job in Kansas City, but it was still like helpful to learn the landscape. And I ended up getting a lot of help from a lot of those people too. Like a lot of them were like mentors with me. Uh, one of them invited me to their job so I can learn about Git and GitHub because that really? topic confused the mess out of me. Um, and just uh, like all, I've learned so much. Even um, 
one person worked for a fairly big company and they were uh were looking for um like someone to do like freelance type they didn't want to hire someone right. they just wanted someone to like temporarily do um um like html and css design for a, a new product they were coming out with and he was like yeah he's like and it was funny because you know back then i wasn't making that much money and he was like, uh, he was like, yeah, it pays like thirty dollars an hour. And he's like, but I want to negotiate, see if I can get you more. And I'm like, what? Thirty's yeah, <laughs> great, but sure. Why yeah. Not? Yeah. <laughs> well, and I think it's so big, and, and I want to highlight something you said, and I talk about this a lot, right? It, because we are in a global economy now, or, or remote economy, whatever word you want to say, remote first, global, virtual, whatever. Yeah. I still think it's important to stay tied to your community. Yeah. And I'm saying that to myself too, right? Like one thing I'm trying to do is I'm trying to bring more guidance counselor 2.0 meetups locally, be on the lookout people from Nashville. It's coming. I promise, you know, and, and, and really lean into the local community because, because I think it, I, you need to keep meeting people nationally, but you need, you need to build relationships where you live. I mean, yeah, at the end sure. of the day you need, and, and because, because the thing is, is that, it's like you said, you were given a lot of opportunities, even locally from people um, that you probably wouldn't have had if you just like tried to connect with everybody nationally. Right. Yeah. And so and so that's so that's such that's such an incredibly important piece of information that I want to highlight to everybody. Um, so. All right. So uh, getting got involved in meetups, Coder Dojo, uh, you know, documenting on Twitter. Right. How did you find the egghead opportunity? Was it over Twitter? Yeah, it was through Twitter. And it was the most unexpected thing ever. Um, which made it even fun. Like the the timing was perfect. Like I wish I wish this was a movie. Just to, the the scene would have been great. Talk about but it. basically Talk about it. Let's set it up. um yeah, so a week, so um I was this was a point where I was applying at jobs. Uh, I got a few interviews, a lot of them getting turned down. And then I came across a program called Launch Code. I was like, okay, maybe this self-taught thing isn't going. Maybe I need to do Launch Code because at the end of Launch Code, you do an apprenticeship. So I was like, that's a guaranteed way for me to get in and show what I'm doing. So I decided to apply for Launch Code. I ended up getting accepted. Uh, but one of the, I think on Monday, um, it started at like 6.30 and I was getting off at like 7.30, I think. I was working 12-hour shifts. Um, so, you were, um, so you were I, working 12 hours. Yeah. Overnight. Yeah. And then rolling in to coding. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was desperate. Props <laughs> um, to you. So... I had negotiated with some of my team uh, mates to basically it was like three other people that worked the opposite shift. And they were like, we'll we'll cover like two hours for if you cover two hours for us. So nothing would change. Right. They would still get the work that they needed and and everyone was cool with it. Um, But the like the manager of the department was like, no, I can't do that. I I don't make the rules and and all this uh, type of stuff. But it's like you literally do make the rules, but you know, whatever. Uh, and so that was like one, that was like last, you know, Monday. Then um, when I was off over the weekend, I ended up getting a DM from the founder of Egghead, Joel. Um, and he was like, would you like to come work for us? Um, 
And I was like, of course, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so then I mean, it was like the greatest feeling ever to come back that next Monday and just be like, you know, I'm putting in my two weeks. And yeah. the look on his face was like, you know, I don't know. He's like, you know, I'm not like a mean person or anything no. like that. Um, but it was like satisfying to see because you know they put me through a lot during those years there. So to see his his jaw drop that I got something I wanted instead of something that that he wanted, he didn't get the flex his power. Was, right. It, it it felt really good. I love that. I love that. <laughs> so um, all right. So so that happened. Um, talk about then kind of your movement um from egghead to auth zero how did that happen was it a job posting was it a recruiter was it through twitter i mean talk talk about that jump uh so the job was through with auth zero was so um i think like january of that year i was just kind of letting people know that i was uh potentially going to be looking for something else um, so I said, Hey, what should I learn? And, you know, stuff like that. And, you know, people, people were like, Oh, you know, learn like react and maybe a little bit of node and, and stuff like that. Um, so I kind of like let people know that it was coming. And then I had applied at a, a, a couple companies. Um, cause I'm not going to lie. All zero had a job out, but I was intimidated by it. Right. Really? Like Sam, yeah. Sam Julian worked there. James yep. quick worked there. Tyler Clark. Um, you know, these are like, thank you crew. Pro- yeah, like a prolific, like content creators and very, very, very smart it's international speakers. I was like super intimidated. I was like, you know, they, they that team. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know about that one. Um, but I ended up getting, uh, I ended up not getting a job at this other particular company, and I had made it like all the way to the end, and they decided to go with the, uh, another candidate. Um, and I remember communicating that with James, and he was like, well. Uh, zero's about to have a roll up. I was, I could, uh, you know, refer you. And I was like, man, I don't know about off zero. Boy, James. <laughs> but he was like, no, man. He was like, you got what it takes and uh, yeah. everything like that. So, um, and it wasn't any like special favors. I, I put in the, the interview, I went through the whole interview process. Um, and they just ended up in, impressed with, uh, you know, what I was doing. But yeah, it came through like a, I could have. I feel like I could have applied regularly, but James having that relationship with James kind of gave and me where, that push. And, and where did you make a re- for for those of the people who are watching? Where did you make a relationship with James Quick? Through Twitter. <laughs> so let me ask you this, and and now that again, you have the mic. There's no wrong answers here. Yeah. Do you think that people should spend? an absurdly more amount of time networking on Twitter, LinkedIn, whatever, than applying, cold applying their resume. Yeah, 1,000. I know that seems like a stupid question, but. No, because I, I know some people, you know, they say I've sp- I've applied to 500 companies and, and stuff like that. Uh, but when you network and, and build relationships, you could take that 500 down to 10 and have a much higher success rate. Yes, 100%. And I feel like, again, no one's talking about this, right? This is what I try to talk about all the time. I feel like nobody is is sitting there or standing or whatever and talking specifically about how to navigate the job search. I, I, I feel like we're all just sitting here just doing a bunch of group think the same thing. Quick mm-hmm. apply, quick apply, quick apply, easy apply. 
and and people get so frustrated and burn out and then they wonder why what's happening yeah yeah and and one thing that because you know i hear a lot of people like on youtube comments mainly just talking about how oh this is a you're scamming people or whatever it's like it's crazy how people always go to the negative but you have to look at you know, when we're applying to these jobs, these are like billion dollar companies. They have all these processes and stuff like that. Hiring somebody is a risk. So interviews is almost like a risk assessment. Right. And if they hire the wrong person, they can get in trouble. They could lose their bonus. Now, they're not going to Jamaica with their significant other now because they hired the wrong person. Right. So there's a even though it may seem like they're being too picky, there there are things, you know, riding on it and, sure. and just the, the reality of it. So. You want to do things that's going to make you look less risky and having someone who's been working there for five years say, hey, I trust this person is going to lower your risk level than someone who blindly uh, uploaded their resume to Indeed or something like that. I love that. I love that. So, well, as we wrap up here last two or three minutes, um, I, I, I want to uh, you to encourage some people. Let's talk real quick about speaking. Right. All right. So, you know, you you crushed your presentation this this past weekend in Miami. Um, you know, I'm sure it took a lot to to get that together and to get over that hump. What's your suggestions to people about speaking about getting involved? I know it's kind of the same meeting people like at meetups and stuff. But why would you recommend people to put themselves out there and actually speak at these things? Uh, that's a great question. Probably this, like the same reason I say. From like Twitter and content creation, you become a magnet. People come to you. If you if you speak at a meetup or a conference, you don't have to go up and, and introduce yourself or uh, kind of figure out who can I talk to. People will come to you to ask you more questions and, and things like that. And that's a great way to start off a relationship because um, it kind of talks about what I talked about earlier with the whole uh, helping people promote the party thing because you're you're helping them. You start yeah. off with your relationship in a helpful manner. And that's probably the greatest way to start off any relationship with you helping someone. Yeah. I also too, and I'm sure you can test to this. If you write a talk or you speak in public, you learn more about that topic than you ever thought you would. Yes, for sure. Like you, you definitely absorb it. And I will tell you this, if, if those of you are watching this and you want to get involved speaking, hit up your meetups, right? Go to meetup.com. I think I tweeted this this morning, meetup.com. I didn't know about meetup.com until I was a recruiter. Um, go to meetup.com, search your area. And I will tell you this, after running a meetup and being a part of other meetups, meetups always need speakers, always. And here's mm -hmm. the deal. You could be, this could be your first time and you could literally like shit the bed. <laughs> and people won't care. They just don't. I mean, I hate I, to be honest with you. Like Will could have gone up there and just fumbled over everything. He didn't, but he could have. And you know what? People would have just been glad that he was up there and people would have been like, people still would have like gotten behind him. I think that is one of the cool things about tech community. There's a, there's a lot of support, especially when it comes to um, conferences. Um, and so you start to become a subject matter expert and you also get to meet a ton of new people. So just FYI there. Um, well, we're out of time, but last words of wisdom. Do you have any words of wisdom to hiring managers, job seekers, anybody right now? Let me know yeah. if you got any, any nuggets, any nuggets at all. Uh, I mean, you know, I'd, I'd say just 
look for ways to help. I don't have like a good pithy quote, but uh, in general, like just that. look for ways to help. If they, if, they, if you can go into your mindset with every person that you meet and every interaction with your have is like, how can I help this other person get what they want? Um, you'll never have an issue finding a job ever again. I love that. That was great. That was fire. Cool. All right, y'all. Well, thanks for tuning in. We'll stay on as we end it just so I can say bye to you. Um, thank, thanks again um, for everybody hanging out. We had a lot of people this morning. I appreciate it. Go connect with Will. Um, all y'all need to connect with each other. Again, this is a networking platform. Uh, Will, Will, Will and I are finally waking up. We're dancing now. Um, <laughs> Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, YouTube, Twitter. Thanks again for hanging out this morning. Again, one more time. Will's going to be there. I'm going to be there. Render ATL. Check it out. It's going to be amazing. And y'all have a great Monday, and we will see y'all tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow. Fun little episode tomorrow. I'm, I have my financial advisor coming on, and we're going to talk about RSUs, stock options, vesting, and other financial terminology I have no idea about. So it's going to be good. You won't want to miss it. Uh, y'all have a great one. I'll see you tomorrow. Peace. Hey, you did it. You listened to an entire episode and I am very grateful because you know why? There's a lot of podcasts out there. There's a lot of episodes and I myself rarely finish an entire episode. So I appreciate you so, so much for listening. Quick reminder, please rate and review this podcast in the app store. I want this to be discoverable to others. And the only way that happens is if you take the time right now and rate and review it, please like right now, unless you're driving, then don't do it. So thank you again. If you need to reach out to me, taylor at vaco.com or at tdesson on all social media handles. And I hope you have a fantastic day.